0: now go, write it before them on a tablet and inscribe it in a book, that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever. For they are a rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, Do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy illusions, leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Therefore thus says the Holy One of Israel, Because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach in a high wall, bulging out and about to collapse. Welcome back to the Dominion Podcast, episode 20 of season two. This is a a great day, a great day for the Dominion Podcast. (laughs) We have our uh, podcast alumnus Andrew de Bartolo back on this the, is
1: the, the day started better than its end I would say that the earlier the day was much more of a highlight for well, you guys or for me I would say from that's a highlight for me I wasn't even there that's a highlight see
0: people don't know what happened earlier in the day because I'm wearing a different shirt than I than I was then but uh, yeah. we're actually recording this on the same day when we interviewed uh, Pastor Doug Wilson so I mean it's nice he was on the screen though and you're in the flesh I'm here there's something about being in person right? So, anyway, we're happy to have you here. Thanks for coming to Peterborough all the way. This is my third time. It's my hat trick here. That's right. This is great. And maybe, uh, you know, we did you the the, the honor of having uh, one of your videos flagged on YouTube. Maybe you can return the favor to us, and I, we can get one of our videos listen, finally flagged. I,
1: I listen, will, I will give it my darndest. <laughs> I'll put all my effort into it.
0: I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, yeah it's that's a pretty easy target. So, anyway, welcome back. We um, want to do some shout outs?
2: Yeah, well, as always we got to shout out to the Upper 40 Studios, upper40.com.
0: Look at these guns.
1: Yeah, look at those guns. It's beautiful in here. I I've, I saw the update like when I cuz I watch your guys show, I saw the update and then everyone who's been on has been talking about the update. Yeah. And being here in person, this is this is nice.
0: But uh, Joe Boot said and I quote, "This is the greatest podcast set ever of all time that
1: man has ever known or could
0: even be conceived of Um, that might be a little bit of hyperbole i has
1: not seen nor (laughs) has ear heard the glory of the upper 40
2: (laughs) it's funny because people are going to think we have these huge backers behind us in production you know budget and stuff like we just have talented people
0: no just tristan who can make something out of nothing you know yeah and you what do I do? I just sit You make here and, the sound sound good. I just sit here and try not to look stupid on camera. But you do a good job of it. Uh, yeah. I said a couple things earlier with Pastor Doug that didn't make me look stupid, so that's good, you know? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. He, that's and, good. And he took care of the rest. Yeah. He, you just kind of wind him up and let him go. Yeah. Kind of like Andrew. So yeah. we're going to wind him up in a minute. But yep. uh, also a shout out to KCCS, our unofficial official sponsor, Kawartha Classical Christian School. Why don't you partner with us? I mean, we are, well, not we, I'm not we, I just sit on the board and, and, you know, talk about stuff, but there's people on the ground actually doing real work, mm-hmm. you know, like teaching kids and, and administering the school and whatnot. We need partners. We need people who believe in what we're doing, mm-hmm. who want to see a generation of kids grow up to not be complete uh, morons. And, uh, they're doing a fantastic job of that. The kids are progressing their, their, um, memorization skills are great. They're. Yeah, their scores are fantastic. Yeah, they're doing well.
2: They're godly kids too. They're hearing and believing, right? That's right. And uh, I was thinking tonight. Actually, I went to the, I went to the um, kind of celebration of excellence for my nephews and niece. Um, They're homeschooled, and it was just so encouraging to see the work that they're putting into. And it made me think we're going to transition to talking about some pretty dark things on this episode, and. Um, we need to realize that our the any success we have in the mission of pushing back the darkness begins in the home, and it begins in our local church. And there's a temptation to feel like we need to get engaged at a national level or provincial level, and and that's what the pagans do because that's the god that they worship. Their status, their status, and they worship that god. But we worship the god who created all things, and he is. Um, created humanity in his, in his image and he made man and woman in his likeness and he told them to be fruitful and to multiply and to take dominion and that our task and that begins mm-hmm. at home it begins with our children it begins teaching them and the coming generations about the testimonies of God's yeah. faithfulness yeah and, this,
0: uh, sorry to interrupt you but this is, this is something that that we really want to get across to the listeners is that a, a Classical Christian school isn't just about, okay, we're reading Aristotle and Homer and we're doing a Bible study once no. a day. Or it's, it's not enough just to not be woke. No. Okay. We're not, we don't have pride flag up in the school. That's good enough. It's we're, sharpening arrows. And, and the whole, the whole point of the education is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And so trying to instill that in the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that, the
1: whole system. It's, it's, it's more than just the presentation of information. It's right. more than just, here's the stuff. It's, here's the stuff, here's how it works, here's how to put it together, here's how to explain it, here's how to use it, here's how to apply it, like the whole idea of mm-hmm. rhetoric, yeah. right, grammar, like there's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's not just giving them the information, but the teaching them how to think, how to reason, yes. yeah. how to apply, exactly. that's yeah. what's lacking in, the, I mean, all yeah. state-funded education, and unfortunately, even a lot of very well-meaning homeschoolers, mm-hmm. they miss that
2: piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have the standard. So we're, this is what we're trying to do. We're, we're not trying to just you know give our children an elite private education. It is an elite education and it is private because it's not public. It falls on us and we want you and we need people to partner with us in that. We want people to move here. We yeah. want families, look, if, if we didn't have a school here and if we didn't have a church here and I talk to these people all the time, we would a hundred percent be moving because there is nothing more important to invest in than your children's education and your local church. There isn't. And people who are on the sidelines thinking like, Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that, you know, and, and you're giving yourself to recreate, you know, the kids are in sports and they're doing all these things, but you're not being, making this the first priority you're, you're, respectfully missing the mark. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't have to come here, but you should think about it. Go to some place that has a solid community of believers that are taking serious the command to raise their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's right. And we need to be thinking 40, 50, 60 years down the road because the things we're going to get into are, de- are not, not just decades, generations of unbelief have wrought this fruit. And it's going to be through the faithfulness of the coming generations by God's grace that we, that we overcome this.
0: Can I ask you a question before we really get into the topic at hand is uh, like you said, we are going to be talking about some dark stuff and I guess you've, Apparently, you've uh, come to be known as the bearer of bad news, the bringer of bad news,
2: the troublemaker,
0: the troublemaker. He's the yeah.
2: Christian sewer rat. How do you? <laughs> he goes to places you don't want to go. He's right. not you... sewer rat. Not
1: Maybe that 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 doesn't sound so
2: great. Sorry, that wasn't very. The, he's flattering. the Christian
0: slime ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's the guy. He's 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 the guy who. If you have know, seen
0: Ninja Turtles. You're the rat. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's it's people. You know, it, but but. Interestingly enough, I would, the way I would describe it is people, you know, my wife and I have had this conversation. I've actually had a conversation, lots of conversations with people who've told me, I cannot consume all the news. It's too much. Not only is it too much news, not only is it too much content, but it overwhelms me, right? It makes me anxious or it makes me upset. It makes me fearful. And so I think that the Lord has given me fairly big shoulders to to consume all this content and to not have it plunge me into despair. Yeah. But to still kind of laugh in the face of evil and put a big red clown nose on it.
0: Yeah. So, so what, what do you do to prepare for that and to maintain that balance? I mean, obviously you and your wife must be on the same page, but um, it, it can't be easy just immersing yourself in all this darkness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so like I just said, I, I think that the Lord has put me together in a way that my general disposition, though serious, is joyful. I laugh a lot. I know how to laugh a lot. Um we're always listening to music in my home as I'm driving. Um so kind of an expression of joy and thankfulness that's always there. So even though I'm serious. You're not dour. No, I'm right. not. I laugh. You know, I was I was in Owen Sound just this last weekend visiting with uh John Jonathan, who's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, him and I were basically quoting movie lines back and forth to each other <laughs> and just laughing about it mm-hmm. while enjoying the beauty of Georgian Bay mm-hmm. and having some good food with his people. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- I've been put together that way that I can, I can deal with it. But you have to build things intentionally um, into, into your, your life. You know, my, my wife and I were very intentional with the same way, dates, laughing. Um, having fun together, um same thing with the kids we try to we we try to make our home one where there's dancing, there's singing it's fun, which I think is good anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. but helps to mitigate against it because there are people who, if they're just consuming and just getting more and more immersed in themselves in what's happening in the world, it can be completely overwhelming, like my wife doesn't even listen to my podcast, yeah, because she realizes hearing all of this stuff all the time, having to hear all these video clips of our prime minister would just
2: make her upset. Yeah. I can't even, I literally can't stand that guy's I voice. know. So, but we, we kind of skipped this. We didn't, yeah. we assumed everyone knows Andrew the way that we know Andrew. Yeah. So Andrew Bartolo is one of the hosts of the Liberty Dispatch, yep. which is um, a podcast <clears throat> as part of the Liberty Coalition network. And uh they, well, explain to us what you do.
1: Yeah, so Liberty Coalition Canada, I'll uh, I'll give our kind of mission and purpose. So mm. we exist to establish Christ's justice and righteousness mm. and defend those who stand. And so we kind of have three official ways that we do that, and one that we don't make public because yeah. of the nature of the the the, the sensitivity of it. So um, we do a lot of work in terms of legal aid and representing people. So Josh Alexander and his parents are clients of ours. But we just finished um with a chiropractor in Alberta. They were coming after his license because he wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah. We've just recently taken Did that wrap up? So yes and no. Okay. Um I can give some more detail now or later. I don't know if you want me to just well we'll skip over those details now. So so him we've taken on another client who is a nurse who was promised she would get EI if she signed all the right forms for her exemption. And they lied to her. Yeah. So, so we do a lot of work on kind of legally representing Christians That's great. who are being discriminated against. Uh, we do a lot of work in terms of political advocacy, social activism. Yeah. So just this yesterday, as of airing, we had 25 to 30 pastors, homeschool coordinators across the country read books in public libraries to kids in their church and That's in their great. homeschool. I've already got a couple pictures back from uh, churches in Burlington, Smith Falls, Edmonton. It's it's
0: amazing. I saw some pictures of Tim Stevens.
1: Yep, Tim. To- so it's his baby. He It's his brainchild. Yeah. But when we interviewed Tim about the event he did in May, we said we should do a Canada-wide thing. Yeah. And we got his people to help with the graphics. So stuff like that... Um, you know, social activism, political advocacy, and then our podcast arm really is designed to help Christians in Canada understand what's happening culturally, politically, from a distinctly Christian conservative world and life view lens. Yeah. And so that's where we'll dig into the news, into stories, and then try to approach them from a biblical perspective, mm. which no no other real conservative— No freedom news organization in Canada does.
0: They're all, they're, they're secular. This is the only reason I I can even listen because I'm actually getting uh, a biblical perspective on things. It's not just, you know, it's not like listening to the daily wire or something like, you can only take so much of that whiny conservatism, like, yeah, they're hypocrites. They're like, yeah, you know, that's what they do. Well, just secular, this
1: idea of the secular liberal, you know, libertarian ish conservatism. Yeah. We're not that. So those are the three mm. things we do officially. Unofficially, we try to work with churches in initiatives like the the one we just did with the, the pastor story time hour, uh, but periodically wanting to, to resource churches and offer them different thing. I mean, you just asked me the other day for that document about yeah. the preparedness stuff. Yeah. And so I've, because of my connections, because of my relationships, I know a lot of key Christians in areas of privacy, security, finance, farming, healthcare, And so I want to be able to leverage those connections to bless other churches in our country, almost exclusively those who have shown they won't bow to Caesar and who are ready for the long fight. Yeah. Those are the ones I want to equip and help because I also know they won't report me to the authorities (laughs) with sensitive information. So I know I can trust them if they've already gotten
2: fined and arrested. Yeah. So one of the things I, what I appreciate about what you do in your podcast, and to be honest with you, I can't listen to it all the time for the same reasons you mentioned, is um, Christians do need to be aware of what's going on around them. Not because we think that the answer is ultimately political, but but that's actually just not true. But because as Christians, we believe that we need to be um, bear our voice for the voiceless. We need to speak on the ha- behalf of the oppressed and we need to call out injustice. And at the moment, a lot of that is happening at the level of our, our state against its citizens and the things that they call good are actually evil and the things they call evil are good. And it's because Christians have bowed out of the public space Um That there actually is that that, that, the area that we left in the public sphere wasn't left neutral. It didn't just stay empty, it was invaded by disgusting barbarians and mm-hmm. all of their wicked pagan practices. And then those now are being thrust upon. Not It's not even just about us. It's not about us crying for our self-interest. It's about the fact that we mutilate children. It's the fact that we give our elderly who are depressed, or not even elderly, someone who's even a minor, can go and just get pills to kill themselves. You know, the the fact that we call perversion love, like these things wreak havoc on humanity. And the further you go down the scale economically, the more havoc they actually wreak, mm-hmm. wreak. And and so as Christians, we can't just be silent about injustice. And we need to recognize that you're either going to stand for the truth and speak against lies, and you're going to stand against oppression and injustice, or it's going to overwhelm you. And we're we're presently where that is because a lot of a lot of Christians will say, you know, well, I'm not into politics, you know. I'm into just just being a godly person and preaching the gospel and um uh, but what you're really saying is you're not into loving your neighbor. You're not into caring for those who are in need. What you really are saying is you want to do what Jeremy just read that the prophet rebuked Israel for. You want to hear no evil, see no evil. You want to bury your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. You want to pretend that there's no judgment currently taking place. There's going to be no consequences for your sins. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm presently, and I found this during COVID,
1: is people who were not speaking out against lockdowns, against mandates, against restrictions, mm-hmm. Were the people generally speaking who weren't touched by it?
2: Yeah. And so I,
1: I, at the time, I was working part time at Costco. And so I had job security. In fact, they gave us more hours and a little bit of a pay bump Mm -hmm. because of hazard pay and because we're essential. So I had no problem with work. But yet, I was very outspoken because I understood what this would do to other people. Yeah, even globally, yeah. right—the hundreds of millions of children, yes. who've been thrust into poverty and starvation. Yeah, like 190, which million, we've yeah. known, right? Like the 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 United Na- the Unis um the World United Bank. Nations, not World Bank, the um United Nations UNESCO? World Fund, yes, the okay. World Fund. They they were saying back in the summer of 2020 yeah. that we were going to see a doubling of worldwide poverty yeah. and starvation. And when I would bring this up to people, they wouldn't really care. And so my very strong pointed um, indictment to them was, you're basically saying, as long as my family is unaffected, I don't care if 100 million poor yeah. black kids die. Yeah, It's a self-centeredness. 100 100%. This just doesn't care because I'm not touched by it.
2: Underneath the platitudes, yeah. it's just selfish self-preservation. Yeah. It's an indifference towards people which is why the scriptures tell us to give thought to the poor. Because you actually, you, 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 you in our sinfulness, we want to ignore what's going on around us. And so, I'm, I'm also thinking of um, Galatians, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. And we are at the place as a nation where we are reaping what we've sown, We have sown idolatry and unbelief. We have sown rebellion against God and his anointed son. And we are reaping the corruption and the death and the misery that stem from that. And we need to, the the only answer to this, as we always say, is repentance. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking about the French and the, the French Revolution today with Pastor Doug. And the main reason this didn't sweep across the pond, you know, across the channel to England, was because they had an awakening. They had a revival take place, an evangelical revival. And it, it, essentially, the religion of the people was different. The religion of France was going secular, and under the, the the guise of the brotherhood of men, the guillotine came out, right? And and abolishing the need for a god, well, replaced the strong gods with that. And, and, the, and so… We need to recognize as a nation that unless we repent and we turn back to Christ, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And I think what you do helpfully shows that you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And and for no other reason, I think it's of. A... So why don't you tell us maybe three to five, depending on how much time we have, what are some <clears throat> big stories? I don't necessarily mean, I don't mean headlines. I don't mean like clickbaity. I mean important things that have happened in the last year. I'm thinking of... I mean Bill C four, a lot of Christians still don't know by this. It's actually in place. Bill C eighteen, it just came down the pipe mm-hmm. as far as freedom of speech. There's some other stuff too. Why don't you touch on some of the things?
1: So the first kind of high level thing that I would say and
2: this is gonna be super encouraging.
1: Yeah. So um yeah. this is this is preaching to the choir, but uh <laughs> there is there is absolutely no reason why Parents who love the Lord should have their kids in state-funded school. Amen. Now, when I mean no reason, I mean I'm. If I'm not there already, I'm basically standing on the line of saying, if you're a parent in 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 a church and you're sending your kids to these woke indoctrination centers, th- this may be a a pseudo disciplinal offense. I mean, we need to really talk about this mm-hmm. because. You are handing your children. Um, I've, I've, I've put a new phrase together to be ever, ever so winsome. Uh, and it is essentially handing your children over to be sacrificed on the altar of cultural Molech so that you can have abundance and a good crop season. I right. can see so that. you that can have two people. incomes yeah. and
0: yeah. that is a real winsome approach. I think yeah. that'll work. Right. Yeah.
1: And so because what I've heard from people <laughs> is we can't afford it. yes yes you can and here's here's the proof of it i was working part-time at costco we had two vehicles both paid for a house we were not going we were not increasing our debt we were fine my wife was home with the kids homeschooling three Mm -hmm. kids how what kind of voodoo well every thursday when the new flyers come out i mark what's on sale Mm-hmm. We buy stuff for our kids. We go to thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a big house. We don't go on vacations. Lower your standard of yes, living. Yes, you
2: adjust your lifestyle yeah, expectations.
1: It's more important because, again, if you're saying we like our vacation, we like our nice cars, you are you are sacrificing your kids to cultural Molec mm-hmm. for an
2: abundant good crop season. Yeah, you can't have everything. What we're saying— that it can be done. We don't mean it can be done and maintain, you know, every lifestyle that you want to yep. have. It may look like Christians can't own homes and have to live with one family in a one-bedroom apartment. But the thing is, most a lot of Christians would say, you're insane, and how dare you tell us to do that? And you have no right. It's like, how dare you hand over your children mm-hmm. so you can have another bedroom? Like, you think about that. Yeah, You think about that. Like, the majority of people in the world— Don't live in the abundance that if you were actually to have to move and live in a one-bedroom apartment with four kids, do you actually think that that's not doable? Do you actually think that it's worth sacrificing your children? They do, which is amazing. People do, but when you put it to them like that, it's like you need to recognize that we're not the ones who are crazy. You know, it's crazy to do that. Our expectations as middle-class Westerners are not what God demands that we have. That the lifestyle that we've enjoyed is a blessing Mm -hmm. of the gospel and the fruit of faithfulness and hard work is a gift, not an entitlement. And we need to shift. It's like we need to go back. We're in a pioneering phase. We talk about this often in the podcast. We're in the phase of culture of picking stones and cutting down trees. Mm -hmm. We're not in the phase of nice homes, We're like a hundred years from that. We're not putting trim and windows in just yet. We're like, (laughs) we got to go and there's no jobs. There's just lots of work and we need all hands on deck. That's the stage we're at. Mm -hmm. So let me qualify why I said that
1: for reasons that people might not know. So, I mean, we see what's happening, you know, I'll just give a few that people might not be aware about, uh, might not be aware of the first one. And this is by way of legislation. So this is specifically Ontario because education is provincial but things that people might not know about. So Bill 67, which was the Racial Equality in the Education System Bill, was struck down during COVID, but it was resurrected by the NDP as Bill 16. And the Racial Equality in the Education System Bill essentially requires... Let me guess, the Racial Equality Bill is super racist? um, It it requires Uh. that every school board essentially has to have at least someone who's a trained Marxist, someone who's trained in the arts of... The commissars. Yeah. You need to have someone who's a trained ally on the board, and you need to make sure, and it's it basically curriculum, teachers, students, top to bottom, it is indoctrinating kids to be racists. Yes. So this is now working its way again through Ontario
2: Parliament. So we just got a letter a couple of weeks ago when Pride started F- the letter went public from the Kawartha District School Board, from their DEI officer, right? Like this the psychopath Marxist. Reminding staff that that students' gender identity and sexual issues are private. That was even every school board. By even the way. to be kept away from yeah. their parents. So you cannot, as a Christian, like I understand there's Christians who you know, their children are the shared custody and they don't have a choice. I'm not talking to you. I'm saying in as much as it's your choice, you cannot, that'd be like saying you take your child to a babysitter and, and say, keep them safe. And they say, I'm not going to tell you what I do with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, well, I wanted to go on this date anyways. So you know what I mean? It's just like, and especially when the things they're telling you they're not going to talk about is issues of sexuality yeah. with children. It's like 10 years ago, those creeps would go to jail. It's disgusting perversion. <clears throat> But people willingly just be like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. No, I'll it's de- not I'll whatever. I'll
0: deprogram them when they get home. Yeah, you know? we'll deprogram. I'll, I'll yeah. de- all day. They'll yeah. be taught. I'm to exhausted, not trust I'm your exhausted daddy.
1: after work. Yeah, they they only have two hours with me, and I really I can't deal with them a whole lot. Anyways, we've got a youth got group on
0: Friday to take yeah. care of that. Right, that'll work. Yeah.
1: You, so so Pizza we're parties. we're basically so Ontario's basically legislating racism, race Marxism. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's one. Another one that um, very few people know about, which we we covered on our show, which when I found out about this was incredible, and it's Bill 98. and Bill 98, it's a lengthy bill with a whole lot of fluff, but there's a portion toward the bottom part of the bill that basically requires every school board to adopt a code of conduct, which is a new thing. Okay, so what's the point of the code of conduct? Well, you also have boards now appointing essentially integrity officers or integrity commissioners whose
2: job it is can you can I just tell you this sounds like Iran yeah yes this sounds oh, yeah. like Iran
1: it's 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 terif- this this is terrifying stuff it is it is it is Russian turn of the 19th turn of the 20th century type stuff so you have these integrity commissioners whose job <laughs> it is is to deal with With any breaches in the code of conduct. Wow. So, but it's so if someone. But I love how they're
2: afraid of the Christians.
1: Right. We're the ones that are going to put them (laughs) in prison. Yeah, it's like the
2: secular Sharia law folks are always good. Like, we're the ones saying, let's be free and love one another. And
0: they're like, you guys are nuts. No, I'll let you in on a little secret for the progressive left. Everything they accuse you of. They do thing, that is yeah. things they're doing. Yeah. Matt, Matt they, always
1: talks about that. It's called the iron yeah. law of woke projection. They yeah. think
0: they think that everybody thinks like them. Yeah. So they know that they want to steal your kids. Yeah. And so they think that you want to steal yeah. other people's yeah. kids too. Coerce so them into so obedience. This,
1: this is where it gets pretty brutal. So you have- Well, that sounded pretty brutal. What it gets worse. It gets worse. So these integrity commissioners are tasked with investigating breaches in the code of conduct. So it's in the board. So let's say one board member accuses another board member of breaching the code of conduct. The integrity commissioner now has to investigate it. Now, the integrity commissioner has the authority to not investigate if he believes the allegations are, quote, frivolous or vexatious. Now we know which ones will be disregarded. Will be the ones that says that person thinks that it's okay. for my kid to not report to not report to me their gender change,
2: or that boy went yeah. into the girls' washroom and flashed them. So the integrity
1: commissioner said, oh, "No big That's deal." That's all good. So let's assume someone does breach the code of conduct, which will be woke. If the integrity commissioner finds that a breach in fact has happened, this person has the authority to issue sanctions upon someone in the board, and the sanctions range from. Being banned from meetings for up to 90 days, uh, a lowering of the honorarium, not being able to sit on subcommittees or subboards, yeah. losing the rights and privileges. So now you have an unelected bureaucrat. I was just going to ask, who
0: appoints these people?
1: So this is the board. Now, the board right now, obviously, every school board is majority leftists. So you might have a few actual conservatives, Christians, but it's, it's the woke. So they will appoint their their commissar, whose job it is will be to see if you, so if you breach the code of conduct and you've been elected, so the parents have voted you to represent you to their kids and to the school. Now that person can be removed from the board for 90 days or can be banned from meetings, have any rights stripped of them. And then all you have to do is just accuse them of another breach yeah. 90 days and yeah. so you so what we think this is is we think that this is their way of dealing with this awakening that's happened among parents which is we need to get good people on school boards yes, so, which yes. We're, and we're doing that now right we're seeing success but in order to cut this off at the pass we think that this is their way of mitigating against that that even if we get one or two people voted on we can essentially silence
2: them indefinitely. So there's a lot of dynamics happening here. One of them, Jesus talked about the Pharisees, how they ignore um, God's law, but they make up laws for themselves, right? And so this is what a bureaucrat is, that they ignore, in God's world, there's a garden of yes and a tree of no. Doug says this, right? There's a whole lot of freedom. There's a whole lot of responsibility. And there's just these guidelines and these boundaries. And you just stay within them and you do what you want. Uh, led by God's spirit and according with his word, right? When people aren't twisted and corrupt. And so, uh, historically, Christian society in the West has not been highly litigious. It hasn't been a thousand little rules that no one knows how to follow and can keep up with. But when you have a secular society, like we saw under Marxist regimes, One of the things you do to discourage, to encourage compliance and discourage any kind of free thought or free action is burden the people with law upon law upon law upon law upon law. And the point of which is not actually to enforce all of them, because this is the difference. God's law is enforced because it's a matter of morality. It's a matter of righteousness. These aren't necessarily enforced because they don't care about righteousness. They just
0: want to be able to get you.
2: Yeah, so they just put these in place. They have them in place so that if they see you, they can find a rule that you broke. And this is what happened in communist countries. This is exactly what the bureaucrat class...
0: Is and it's essentially lawlessness. Because it is lawlessness. You're, you're, you know, it's like these uh, judges and stuff in the states that make up law to get around the Constitution. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so you're making up a law so you can get around the law. That's yeah. just that's just unbelief in yeah. law. And it
1: basically makes it so that th- these integrity commissioners essentially make parents useless and silent. Yeah, and so so as if the curriculum were not enough reason to yeah. pull your kids out. Yeah. Now, even if you, as a parent, vote the person oh, well, you want on yeah. the school board, your vote means nothing. Your voice is irrelevant. And this is this comes and, on and the that's heel, a, sort that's, of that's,
2: that's a cop out, anyways. Look, the person on the school board is does zero relevancy in our bureaucratic system to who your children spend the majority of their day with. None, mm-hmm. nothing. Okay, so. um As a Christian parent, you need to think, is this person helping my son or daughter to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and love their neighbors themselves? Well, if they hate that God, they're not doing that Mm -hmm. by by very definition. And not only are they not doing what you're commanded to raise them to do, they are actively undermining it, actively undermining it. And now they are intentionally undermining your authority as a parent. They're saying that you shouldn't trust them. You shouldn't talk to them. You Mm -hmm. should trust us. So even if you could get Christians on school boards, that's been a lame duck excuse mm-hmm. for a long time. It is completely irrelevant. Only if, they
1: can, only if you can ensure that they win the majority. If yep. you can ensure that they would win the majority, but even then, right, the argument, the argument on the flip side is, and I hear the argument, it's what about, you still want those non-Christian kids who go to schools to not be exposed to all this madness. Right. So let's think about them. No, right. Let's think no, about the but non-Christian this, kids, no, would, but this which is,
2: someone would say that in. Yeah, but this is a problem with progressivism. The progressivism is forgets or ignores at certain points that the world is corrupt and there is only one savior, mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ, which means none of our solutions can fix everything. But they do this with homelessness. They do this with drugs. They do this with poverty. They say there is a pot, they do this with COVID. It is possible to stop every person from getting an airborne virus. Mm-hmm. It is possible to stop every person from being poor. It is possible to save every person from this disease, to educate everyone, to make no, it is not possible. Only God has that power. Only God has that power. And Post a, return of
1: Christ, and the best we can
2: yeah. do in this world is live according to the fabric of reality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Christians begin with the state cannot make up for failures in the home. We can't. It's not possible. It's not. It's, it's not an
0: abrogation of authority.
2: Yeah, it's not a noble thing to try to do. It mm-hmm. can't be done, and and it's and what you see unbelievers <clears throat> doing is they look to the state as their savior. They say the home is collapsed um individuals have collapsed because of it but we'll save them with the education system and we want to say that is not a noble endeavor Mm -hmm. that is an arrogant and a vain thing to attempt what you need to do is repent as an individual you need to as a family repent and apart from that there's no solutions because they act pious well what about those people well what about those people Right, just like the whole narrative around COVID, it's like, well, we need to lock down. So, and and here's the irony: when you attempt to fix the world's problems by ignoring God's means and by pretending to be God and have the capabilities of God, you cause more harm. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with lockdowns? Catastrophic failures in every respect. Mm-hmm. It saved no lives. It, it, it was totally ineffective, even in the limited goal of preventing an airborne virus, because of places that spread the virus, community care settings, all still had to be open. Unless you're going to throw old people literally in a cellar to die and rot, which, which is almost did. what they did. Mm-hmm. So Christians, right away, we get th- this moralizing game comes in. It's like, oh, don't you care about those those Christians th- or those people who come from broken homes? Yeah, my like, guess is those are well, the same you people that wouldn't
1: be evangelizing to them either. Yeah, exactly. They pro- they pro- they're probably not
2: inviting those
1: kids and yeah. their families over for dinner to share the gospel with them. Or refugees, yeah. right? Everyone, it's, like, it's everyone's job other than my own. Yes. we should And my kids aren't even my own job, yeah. they would say. So there's, yeah, there's this, and all of everything I've said, this is also... On the heels of, you know, you talk about what your uh, your kind of Kawartha school, every school board, I have documents on my computer of every school board, the Hamilton-Wentworth district school board, the Waterloo district school board, with these multi-page documents about, for example, the Hamilton-Wentworth district school board, the second page of the document, which was the policy and procedures for gender identity and um, inclusivity, essentially until a student identifies or until a student makes their pronouns known, teachers are required to refer to all students as they, them, and students are required to refer to one another as they, them, until you say, oh, I'm actually, I'm a he, him. Yeah. There's that. There's, we've had school board meetings where people have been silenced, parents have been silenced. So there's all, this all, the mountain is to say, the education system is utterly, captured by woke godless satanic ideology and if you as a christian parent have your kid there i i don't know how you could spin it and justify it any way no it's just wrong it's it's you it, it cannot be you wouldn't you you can't it's you are you are handing them over to be destroyed. You're handing the, yeah. them over to their soul's destruction and maybe even their bodily destruction if they start believing this nonsense. Or you're you at least
2: you're at least rolling that dice which is totally sinful.
1: Yeah, you can't like that's that is not a there's a healthy kind of um measured faith-based risk that Christians are called to take in a number of different ways with, with jobs, new initiatives, right? Like oh, we you, no, even, the- even the whole pioneering. Right? that you, there's, there, there are ways that Christians take measured risks. This is not one of those ways with well, our kids.
2: Because it's not you taking a risk, it's you risking your children. Yes, that's right. You're not taking the risk. You're doing this because you're not taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to take the risk? Why don't you quit? Sell your house. Move to a smaller apartment. Do hard things you know, and and join a community that will help you in this. Like, exactly. this is the other problem. Everyone's committed to independence, <clears throat> but maybe we need to think. It's like, no, you are right that there are some people who are in dire situations, but guess what? If you're part of a healthy church, they're going to help you. Right. As a, as a school, we have never turned someone away for financial reasons, and by God's grace, we never will. That is never a <clears throat> reason why you can't come here. Now, you might have to work, you might have to give what you have aside from money and where you expected to carry your load, but no one is turned away and other people which means other people bear the burden. We don't make it disappear. It means teachers are willing to volunteer their time. principals are willing to volunteer their time for your good
1: so but those I- communities come on like those those are there's maybe a hundred of those in our country. yeah, it's rare there's there there's maybe a hundred churches like that in our country. Yeah. Community, believe, communities of believers that will say, we have two vehicles. Yeah. You just lost your vehicle because it was a work truck. You know what? Have our car. Yeah. Until you sort it out six months, a year, doesn't matter. We'll make do with one vehicle. You, The amount of churches that are like that, the amount of communities of believers that are like that in our country is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. So mm. I, I agree with you that what people need to consider is a great migration and, and saying we need to get out of, it doesn't matter that I grew up in this home and it doesn't matter that all my besties are around me, I need to relocate. And at the top the tippy, tippy top of that list needs to be a solid church mm-hmm. where we can link arms because we're going to be fighting together for
2: 40, 50, 60, a hundred yeah, years. Exactly.
1: People need to just yeah. get on out of where they are.
2: Well, let's move away from education. It's a dumpster fire. Sure. You need to get your kids out. What else did you guys did something on C18 recently? Yep. Okay. I haven't done any research in this. I've just seen headlines. What is bill C18? What, what, why should we be concerned about this? So I'll, uh, I'll this has been really encouraging by the way. Yeah.
1: So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, plug not our show, but Mike did an interview with Barry Bussey. Barry Bussey is a Christian lawyer. And as of time of filming, Great name. yeah, it's airing tomorrow. Isn't it
0: pronounced Busey?
1: No. So um, who made that mistake? <laughs> Someone made that mistake. They said, Barry Busey. I'm like, it's not Gary Busey's brother. It's very Bussy. <laughs> Anyways, they had a long discussion about this, and he, he approached it from a lawyer, from a constitutional perspective. But essentially, Bill C-18 requires news intermediaries or online intermediaries, Facebook, Google, Twitter, social media platforms, search engines, It requires them to compensate news outlets whenever an article from said outlet is shared on said social media platform. Mm. So if you share an article from CBC, which I don't know who would do that because- I mean, other than to either expose the insanity of it or to showcase that it indeed is the Canadian Pravda Corporation. Or that you just fell into sin and decided to lie. Right, yeah. (laughs) You just wanted to deceive people. If you share an article from the CPC on your Facebook wall, as of Bill C-18 now becoming law, which is shortly, it's soon, right? It's it's 14 or 30 days after Royal Assent, which is the 22nd of June. Facebook now has to pay CBC, or they need to have an agreement of compensation in order for that to be shared. And the reasoning behind this, the the given reason behind this, from our wise um, tyrants, Over, yeah, our, our wise tyrants, is to encourage. I, m- I remember reading through; I laughed out loud. Is to encourage integrity and journalistic, mm. blah, 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 valuing Canadian. So yeah, just Yeah, so now here's the, here's the consequence of Bill C-18. Meta, which is Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, has announced that once it becomes law, if you live in Canada, and I, I, I want to make sure that anyone who's listening to this, you're not listening to 1984. This is, this is real life now. Within a week or so, if you live in Canada, you cannot share news articles on Facebook from Canadian outlets or from all outlets? any outlet. If you live in Canada, is you it because cannot they don't share- want to pay for them? It's because Facebook, could you like, imagine? are not paying for face, every. Could you imagine Facebook having to pay all these outlets yes. for any types? There's no way. It's untenable. Yeah. So if you live in Canada, you can't share any news stories on Facebook or Instagram from any source. I
2: love how the CBC can't even, you can't even coerce people to give them
1: money. Yeah. Well, no, you <laughs> got to force them to get $1.3 billion. yeah so that's, Where did, that's Facebook. Now here's Google. Just So okay. Google also announced just a couple days ago. If you live in Canada and you try to search for news articles, you will not find them.
0: If any, I go- like
1: Any. So if I Google. Foreign news. Nothing, nothing. If I Google, hey, what's that story where, you know, Al Jazeera was the first person to recognize that Building 7 went down, right? Just, just something super contentious. Nope. Oh, the CBC article that called us Christian. Nope. If you search for a news article, Google will not populate it. You will not really? be able to find news articles if you live in Canada. Because they don't want to pay for it. Yes. So what's Twitter doing? That's a good question. Come on, Elon. I haven't heard and I haven't heard Twitter release a statement yet. My my guess would be everyone will follow suit. I
0: can't see anybody. Well, that's, wanting that's, to pay the, for if this. I were
1: everyone. them,
2: I would do this. I would say Let's put it to the government, and it's fine. We're not going to pay for any of your media. Let's see how that goes. Right? It's like they're going to tank. They're already tanking.
0: So, it might be a blessing, but I'm sure there's a big downside. Obviously, we can't get information. So what if you go on a VPN, and that would that at least allow you to find it something?
1: So a VPN should mitigate against it because you just say you're in the United States.
0: Obviously, Facebook still knows that you live in Canada even if you're on a VPN so no per- no
1: no if you um, if you uh, if you I don't want to get too technical here but if you, basically if you adjust your VPN settings so that you're out of the country and you change your Facebook settings to change all your locations as long as your VPN is set to Same New spot. York yeah. and then you log into Facebook. You're fine. Same thing with Google. So right now, it appears a VPN is an easy way around it. But that's not – so now you're you're now putting an additional cost on citizens yeah. to access news. Um, it doesn't apply to direct person-to-person message. So Facebook Messenger or t- Telegram or Signal, I can still send you news articles.
0: But how are you going to copy copy and paste where, if you can't yeah. even find Well, you it? have
1: to go to the site. Yeah. So you can go to cbc.ca. Again, I don't know who would, but you could. But now you need to go directly to the news outlet website, and you need to share the article in these private messaging apps. But no online intermediary can do it without compensating
2: the news outlets. So, so all that Andrew's saying is that the consequence of this bill is that Canadians will be in the dark regarding mainstream news mm-hmm. um, information, which is a concerning thing because access to information is part of any functioning democracy. Yeah. You know who does this?
1: China does this. Yeah. This is exactly China what pro- China. China prohibits their citizens from seeing news outside of themselves. I wonder themselves.
0: where we got it from.
1: Yeah. China.
0: <laughs> their basic dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they the, do have a very basic So this, I mean,
1: this okay. is, this, this will have huge ramifications. This will also have, just give me a second.
0: Keep, keep talking.
1: This is, um, the people who will suffer most for this are going to be the smaller, independent, you know, kind of conservative news media outlets because CBC, they have a website. It's big. They have a lot of money. They have social, they have, you know, channels on YouTube. And so these big behemoths, they're on cable, they have they have such a presence mm-hmm. that they're they're going to be kind of okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the truth is unless someone has signed up for the email distribution of like a True North News, yeah. True North News and they know this. I'm, I've 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 talked with them. They know that the strength of the current social media world works in their favor. Mm-hmm. The strength of sharing articles on social media platforms People searching it out. This is good for them. So mm-hmm. this this will everyone will take a hit. Mm. But the people who will take the greatest hits are the ones who are most likely to present a dissenting opinion to the state. The big the big state funded, the big corporate media, they'll take a hit, but they have enough of an infrastructure in place where people will still listen to them. They're radio, they're on cable. It's going to be the smaller, more independent news outlets that will really feel this because they rely on shares on social media. Yeah. Which can't happen anymore. Yeah. It's unbelievable. This is, I was just driving, just the other day actually, I was um, I was driving to go to the grocery store and I was just thinking about this bill. And I just, I was driving, I caught myself. I'm like, this, this, this is Canada? Like I just, I was completely perplexed at Canadians now unable to learn what's happening from any alternative source, just, just a, a news blackout. This is very, like, and, and what, I, what I thought to myself was, is this, is this the, the prologue to full-on 1984? Like, is this chapter one of dystopian future?
2: Well, well yeah, the first stage is you are silencing, just say, criticism. But then what it leads to is when there's an actual oppression. Um, Like, I remember when they arrested James, Pastor James. They did it very shadily. It's like how they came for Jesus at night, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They told James, oh, yeah, just come on down to the station. Like, I forgot all the details, but he he told us, like, he just, he was showing up in his running shoes and his jeans. He's like, all right, honey, I'm going down to the station. Like, you know, pray for me. I don't, like, I'm sure he's a little nervous, but... He was putting he he was put in like chains. But he was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they did it in a way that would be low profile. If they said there's a warrant out for your arrest, it would have sparked, you know, outrage. And so what the state is also doing is it's when it does something that's shady and wicked, less people will know about it. Mm-hmm. Less people than currently do. I mean, it's hard enough to get information out about um, deaths and long-term care about consequences of lockdowns. I mean, people who have um, died because of health, so-called health protocols that they took upon themselves, right? Like you can't hardly find this information, but now it's going to make it non-existent. Very difficult. And here's why it's going to make it difficult. So
1: bill C-18 is problematic. Bill C-18 is significantly more problematic after Bill C-11 is passed. So Bill C-11, which is really just a couple months old, essentially gives the CRTC the power to regulate the internet Mm -hmm. by determining whether or not content is, quote-unquote, Canadian enough. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't Canadian enough, it can be throttled or shadow banned in order to make way for appropriate Canadian content. So let's sandwich these together. Now you're going to be looking, you're going to be attempting to find these sources of news that are clearly un-Canadian. So when you put them together, it becomes not only difficult to find the news, but if you are able to find, or if you hear of a source of news or a story that would be of interest to you, if it's not Canadian enough, well, it can be throttled and hidden and shadow banned and buried at the bottom of page 10. Mm -hmm. And so these two bills together... And there are other, it's not like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. There are other pieces of legislation that are in their first reading that are being teased at by the Liberal NDP coalition. So Bill C-11 is- It's just going to be
2: more of it. So Bill C-11 is already passed. It gives the- Months ago, yeah. Regulatory bodies the power to In take, the same
1: way they do with radio, with television. Yeah. Now the CRTC has that power over the internet. Yeah. And again, they'll say, it's we want to encourage Canadian content creators and Canadian media- spin. Right. Keep people safe. But the problem is, so this, by the way, is why they lumped you and us- And Joe and Aaron and Jacob into the, it's an American idea. Reconstructionism is an American idea. The goal is by saying we're American or it's American theology, it's American thinking, you know what it isn't? Canadian. It isn't Canadian. And if it isn't Canadian, then the CRTC can say, well, we don't have to platform where we can we can pull it back we can throttle it we can shadow ban it we can make it so it doesn't show up so you, when you put these together which you know crazy tinfoil crown wearers such as myself months and months ago saying when you once you start layering and then this, this let's just go back one more step you mentioned Bill C4 Bill C4 plays into this as well because for those of us that have podcasts or sermons that are online clearly anti-LGBTQ two plus AI rhetoric isn't Canadian. Mm. That's very un-Canadian. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. These stories of teachers that are we um we we've played clips of teachers in schools telling their students who don't want to participate in Pride events. That's not a Canadian value. This mm. is very un-Canadian of mm. you. Sounds You smash Nazi-ish all yeah. you smash all this <laughs> stuff together, and how I described it to it someone—it sounds you're like a, national
0: socialist. Like, yes. Oh no, you can't. You can't Und listen to that. Unis are
1: not Canadian ideals.
0: Yes, <laughs> you, can't, you can't listen to jazz music. That was yeah. that was created by Negroes and Jews. Yeah, you know? that's not that's not German music. Right. Yeah. Put some handle on. Come on. So
1: what, what's what's happening legislatively is. The federal government is basically setting up a series of dominoes. Yeah, they're
2: it's just, a cultural
1: revolution. They're setting up their domino track, and what's going? And they're not going to. So the reason why no one's been arrested for C four yet isn't because people haven't broken that law. No. I've broken that law dozens of times in the last six months. Yeah, publicly yeah. online, it's they're setting it all up, and then once they have everything in place, they're just going to go.
0: They would yeah. get and too much pushback if they if they used it now.
1: Yeah. It's all going to come down once they, it just, and I mean, the Trudeau government has two more years, two more years to pass
2: whatever they want without opposition. So if you and I end up in this slammer together, let's just. I'll bring you guys bread. Thank you. I know you'll visit us. Yeah. How well, are we playing this? Are we shift shifts, right? Sleep mm-hmm. eight on eight off kind of thing. You know? What do you mean if we're both in? Yeah, we're just, we're just, I just want to work with well, Hopefully you
0: get the same cell together yeah. so you well, can I'd, sing some songs. I'm
2: assuming we're going to have to make some trades. Yeah. Wheel some deals. Yeah. Make sure we're in the same Underneath cell. Underneath this beard is a very, very pretty face. There
1: you go. I'll be able to use that to my advantage.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would, but maybe I would reap the rewards of that. <laughs> right.
1: So it's pretty, it is, it's, you know, when, when, when it is a, it is a dark, reality to talk about what is happening legislatively in our country um but it's it's not moving the right direction it's moving towards more and more totalitarianism and unfortunately yeah. the conservatives are uh we have conservatives completely yeah. on board well yeah, completely, they don't yeah. say anything yeah they're not well and and not just don't say anything but they're 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 pushing some of the stuff as well. So there's no, you've already said there's no savior to be, and there isn't, there's no savior to be They have no
2: principles. Their whole game is to try and get by without being labeled something bad. Yeah. And what they need to stand up and say is, you people are absolute raging psychopaths and you're liars and everything you say you're against, you're actually for. They Mm -hmm. need to start talking this way. Like, why has the word corruption not been uttered in the House of Commons? You know what I mean? It's like we call a public inquiry. We ain't Paul call a public inquiry? It's like shut up, corruption. Yeah. This is this is like third world country dictatorship level stuff. You he t- got his family friend to from the from the the foundation that's being investigated used to, to be, investigate used the to foundation be on the
1: board of the foundation, a liberal appointed. Uh, Court justice.
2: It's a banana republic yeah, situation. But they, but they come out and they play the game. That's an insult to me. They it. play yeah, the that's... game and they say, you know, we need to, we need, it's like, you need to stand up and say, this is corruption. You need to resign
1: now. Did you see the Randy Hillier interview he did with Glenn Jung from Bright Light News? No. So shout out to Bright Light News. I, I like Glenn. He's a little bit of a new age spiritualist. We disagree on some worldview stuff, but I will say that no come other media. Jesus, Glenn. Yeah. No other media outlet in the country has been exposing issues with the jabs like he has true north. I like true north. They won't touch it. Rebel is also very tentative. He's been, he's been on, he's had Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone. They've been, he's been on fire with these poisonous, um, murderous biological weapons. Anyways, he did an interview with Randy Hillier and Randy Hillier. Yeah. And so watch it, by the way, if you haven't seen it, go watch this interview. But Randy basically says that he compares our elected officials, our civil civil government, to a mafia racket.
2: Yeah, he told us that. Yeah,
1: the different political parties are just families. They're just different families that allow the wiggle room to exist. They don't really encroach on one another's space. They have their territory to do what they want, but they have no desire to do what's good for the people. And I wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. Well, that was um, encouraging. Yeah,
0: I actually I want to say something encouraging. You sent me a, a link to a video of yourself preaching. I guess it was preaching at you the probably, Great Canadian Awakening. At the Great Canadian Awakening, um, they probably didn't want you to preach or bring you in to preach, but you preached from John chapter eight, mm-hmm. and that is that was so encouraging to me to see. Um. Somebody stand up in front of i'm sure many of the people might have identified as Christians or been professing believers, but generally speaking, a lot of the people who are awake conservatives in Canada are just working off of this Canadian cultural capital they 're not grounding it in something, mm-hmm. and you called them out for it in a in I think a very loving way by telling them to repent and turn to christ so maybe um maybe tell people where they can find that video because that that was fantastic.
1: Sure, two guys celebrated by blowing their shofars. So that was... (laughs) Come on, when
2: you get the shofar, you know what hate
1: did That was a moment for me. A guy with the shofar came up to me and said... um, Dude. (laughs) He's not even... He he calls himself a Hebrew, not a Christian, and we need to hold fast to all the dietary laws and celebrate all the feasts. And I'm like, okay. Heritage. All right, so, um, so I think if you... If you just search the Great Canadian Awakening on YouTube, um, or so that the, all the videos are on their YouTube channel. But if you, I'm pretty sure if you just Google, well, okay, hold on, yeah. Don't use. Okay, side note. Check Rumble. Don't use Check Google. YouTube. Use Brave. Right. Just, Brave. Just is, put a link. Yeah. Use Brave. We'll put a link. In you, use Brave web browser. You should be using Brave. That is what you should be using. Not even DuckDuckGo because they yeah, curate no, news okay. anyway. So Great Canadian Awakening.
2: You go to their website. You go to, website, you go to the YouTube channel. It's there. Um, but can we can we just talk about yeah. the obscene, obnoxiousness of the chauffeur? Yeah, come on, no, 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 come on. The you don't first you tell time me. I no, the first time I heard this, I was in Barbados, and we're in this church that meets in this commercial building, office building. So it's just normal size ceilings and a normal size, like a bit longer room, probably fits like sixty people or something. So like not big, and this guy. <laughs> From behind everyone at one point in the song, just let just that go puppy rip. Now,
0: if you've never heard a shofar or know what it is, it's a ram's horn that people associate with Jewish people for some reason. And the first image that probably comes to your head is like, you know, Theoden riding in to destroy uh, the orcs. Yeah, You know, they blow the horn. It's not that kind of horn. It doesn't sound like that. It kind of sounds like a cat getting strangled.
2: And it's it's <laughs> meant to be outside.
0: Yeah, like loud. I,
2: I just felt all they smell the, really bad too. All the love in my heart for the brethren dissipated with <laughs> that shofar. With awful, like, was there a,
0: Dude, a flag waving
2: with it as oh, well? Oh, there was, there right. was flags for sure. But it was just like, <laughs> it's the total indifference to human suffering. That's yeah. what people who blow those things are like. But that, that, uh, Lord I'm, bless them. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that
1: up because that one of the things I tried to emphasize is something you've already tried to emphasize that we, as Christians, we engage politically, we engage in the public square, we engage in social, cultural issues because we want to be obedient and because we want to we want to press the lordship of Christ into every corner of the world. Mm-hmm. But our hope, our, our ultimate aim and goal is that people would bow the knee to Christ in Amen. faith. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's no hope for Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And Amen. so even if we vote all the right people in, they all die and they go to hell, And then all we're going to do, and this is, you know, I said this and I, you know, I I, I didn't mention any names because there are certain political leaders who I kind of like. They're not a part of the main parties. So, you know, I said, you may have your guy, right? And you think that this guy, this freedom guy, he'll win and it'll be great. But the problem is all you're doing is exchanging one tyrant for another tyrant Who's going to have some other law other than god's law which is going to end up
2: with you being enslaved anyways yeah if you you yeah. you reap what you yeah. sow and we just can't if you reap to the flesh you sow from the flesh mm-hmm. you sow death right and so we could wrap it up on this maybe that mm-hmm. the the answer to all this mad this this is the fruit of unbelief this is where it goes unequivocally inevitably it always goes to death mm-hmm. and human misery And what we need to do is we need to prioritize the proclamation of the gospel. We need to situate our families underneath the proclamation of the gospel. We need to raise our children and hearing the proclamation of the gospel and then living out and walking out what it means to follow Christ and live under his lordship. And it's only from this place and on our knees in prayer that there's going to be any lasting change. What you've just described is just a little tiny smidgen it, it, a taste of the fruit of corruption, and um, Christians.
1: Do I, do I get to say a happy thing? Before? Say a happy do I, thing. Do, say a happy do. thing, because I uh, because people I've had people ask me this question before. in In light of this, is then like, why don't you leave? Like, it's just way better, and like go go to. But we're here. Well, I mean, you're here, yeah. right? So that's a big thing. That's that's a huge pull. But there are states in the United States that are legislating. You can't give kids hormone blockers. Yeah. That you can't yeah. trans kids. Or Uganda, right? Uganda that's saying that if a, if a man rapes a boy, he should be put to death. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. So, all these places. So, why don't you stay here? Well, <laughs> sorry, why is I would it, why love you to stay see here? You go to Uganda. You imagine. I'd be in my glory. I'm like, yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes.
0: Uh,
1: Get, I don't know. Him.
2: Do they speak English in Uganda?
1: I don't know. I, okay. I might be out of sorts. So, so people have asked me, "Okay, why stay?" Well, th- th- there are a few reasons, and these are all by ways of encouragement. The first one is, and I know Jacob Rayom, friend of ours, has echoed this before. The Lord is not done with Canada. There is an there's an incredible spiritual awakening and revival that's happening in our country yeah. among faithful churches and people who indeed bow the knee to Christ. He's I mean Aaron Rock just baptized forty six people at his church Yes, Yeah, praise year. God. Yeah. So so people are getting saved. And not only are they getting saved, but they're getting saved in solid churches, having good worldviews, and they're going out and they are they're they are being a part of other people getting saved, that they are engaging in a way that honors the Lord. They are building good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Lord is clearly working in Canada. So that's one. Um number two all of these empires, all of these cultural behemoths, will die Amen. and fade away eventually. Right? It doesn't look like it now. Right? For the early church, they didn't I mean the Apostle Paul didn't realize it was going to be another two hundred and fifty years before the grip of Rome would come off the church, and then it was the inversion where biblical principles now began to influence the empire from the top down. Yeah. So it looks like it's never going to go away. But this isn't going to last forever. It might last the entirety of our lives, which I'm personally prepared for. Mm. But we have been tasked with handing a good church, a good gospel, a good Christian worldview to our kids. Mm -hmm. Right? We have to give them the tools and the instructions because this this empire will fall. Canada as we know it, Western civilization as we know it is in its twilight. And when it is reduced to rubble, Who's going to rebuild it? Well, not the deconstruction. It's not no. the woke. All they know how to do is tear down. Yeah. It's going to be the church. So there will be a glorious resurgence of the church and of a Christian culture, of a new Western culture mm-hmm. in Canada. And we have essentially been given the opportunity. So this is the thing. It's not the, oh, it's terrible. God's given us the opportunity to be the ones moving the soil out of the way. And maybe putting the seed in, mm-hmm. and then we're the ones that are going to teach our kids how to cover it and water it, mm-hmm. and then their kids are going to be able to pluck the fruit off the tree. So we that for, that is a privilege that the Lord has given us to mm-hmm. say, move some soil out of the way, put a seed in. Someone's got to do it, and so it's an it's an honor for us to be able to to do that, right? People, everyone loves Luther, um, but people people forget about guys like Jan Hus. Or Antonio Svanarolo in, in Italy, where they forget about these proto reformers, these guys 100, 200 years before Reformation proper, these guys who went to be burned alive. Who, Wycliffe, who, Tyndale. Well, Tyndale was later. Wycliffe would have been a pre reformer, right? Wycliffe was the morning star of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. So these guys who aren't given the same attention as Luther, Calvin, and Knox, these guys were tasked, the they were tasked with that arduous, um, costly sowing the seed getting 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 the dead rot out of the way mm-hmm. and and that is an that is an honor it is a privilege that we would be able to serve mm-hmm. the lord in this way and that we can we can lord willing be able to in glory celebrate what we were able to be a part of by way of just getting some crap out of the way and putting some seeds down and so god has invited us by nature of putting us in this time to be a part of that work and i i personally am all in. I'm ready for it. And I'm thankful that this is my task that he's given me. This is the place he's put me. And so there's much joy to be had because we know in 100, 200 years, we know how it's going to play out.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we're all post will I'm not. But even still. <laughs> you sure sound like even it. Even <laughs>
1: still, this is all going to fade away. The church will stand. Right, The gates of hell won't come against it. Right. They've been trying to torch the Bible for 2,000 years. They've failed. They've tried to snuff out the church. They failed. So we get to be a part of that initial, initial seed planting, and uh, it's a glorious time. It's an exciting time. Pioneering is not for everyone, um, but but this is this is this, and this is why it, it's a joyful time to see God work because we look forward and hope. That's hope, right? Hope is yep. the assurance of things not yet seen, the yeah. certainty of that which hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. and so we look forward and hope. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Amen. Thank you. I mean, you set me up for all sorts of great closing scriptures, but I'm going to leave us with uh, Revelation eleven fifteen. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. We'll see you next time on the Dominion Podcast.